Hi, welcome to Art Dream Presents. I'm Rachel Ivey with Art Dream Publishing, and with me today are Shane Ivey and Dennis Detwiller. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, first of all, I want to I want to just jump ahead and announce with great pride our main announcement here is the Living Steel edition of Delta Green, where we're rewriting the rules from the, from scratch with wire binding. With wire. That's state, that is state of the art spiral bounding. Yes, <laughs> and state of the art 1987 uh, rules and uh, you know rules for uh, bullet size and trajectory. And you ready? You ready to catch some help on the internet? And, and a D1000 hit location right. system. You're, you're totally going to get a lot of emails saying, "I love living steel." It's oh, I know. Now, Jesper Anderson will be the first to. First to come on, he and I have gamed together a lot, and we're fellow yeah. Living Steel fans. But just just send, send loved, your complaints. More than I like it. Send your complaints to we don't care at gmail.com. So go in the special round folder, you know, that we have the spam folder. That's so probably a really busy email address. That's probably, yeah. I, if you have that email address, I'm sorry. Um, it's like the 8675309 phone number. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, so today we wanted to um, kind of, it's the beginning it's of the of the new year. It's the beginning of a new decade, depending upon who you talk to. Um, we wanted to kind of take a look ahead at 2020 and kind of see what, what projects that we have in the pipeline and what their status is. So um, looking at our handy-dandy topic, I can see the first thing that we've got in the shoot is the Labyrinth in hardback and retail. What can you guys tell me about it? Uh, yeah, it's it's at... The printer now, and the most recent thing I have from them from yesterday, I think, was their uh, FedExing uh, FNG proofs, folded and gathered proofs, to me and Dennis, so we can look at what the paper stock is like, what the cover stock is like, how everything is put together and printed uh, before they do the the full print run. Nice. And then once that happens, then assuming we don't find anything objectionable, then We'll send it back to them with approvals, and they'll proceed. And we should have it in, in the warehouses. <clears throat> pardon me, in uh, March or April. One of the big things to talk about on this is <clears throat> this is a shift from Chinese printing for us. So, um, or this printing will take place in North America. Uh, it means the shipping of the the product will be a lot faster than standard right Shane yeah oh that's yeah cool. yep yeah usually we we have to kind of wait for stuff to move across the Pacific Ocean and this would just be driven by freight across North America which will make this a lot quicker in the turnaround it's very right. exciting to and see the little the little boat come across though yeah yeah, yeah that's so are true. we gonna we'll get that we're not gonna get that with the, with no, the it'll be more no. like well that. well we'll have a, we will have a, a small batch uh, freighted over to the UK <laughs> you can travel for international delivery. Okay, so, so we'll we can, maybe, we maybe can we'll have some live vicariously a... through that so that the poor yeah. UK people don't have to have their stuff shipped <laughs> shipped directly from the US right. at what 150 to 200 percent cost for shipping it's, it's something insane. like that. Yes, okay, yeah, it's crazy. All right, so definitely we will have that sometime in the next quarter, right. Order to two uh, we will definitely maybe have that sometime. Awesome. For staff <laughs> yeah. 
Shane is so confident. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. (laughs) All right. So next up on our list is, uh, is hourglass that we have been putting in all of our newsletters as coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Is it coming soon? Like everything Delta green, it's coming soon. (laughs) I did did my part. It's uh, that, that is in Simeon's hands and Simeon is Simeon has a pile of things in his hands now for uh, working that they're working on for us. So uh, as soon as as soon as WrestleNomicon is out of Simeon's hands, the last bits and pieces that are being designed for that, and it goes to press, then uh, then that's next on Simeon's to do list for for layout layout design, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the writing and rewriting and playtesting, editing and art, everything is done for that. So so it just needs it just needs to be uh, to be laid out, which you know that's that's something that Simeon's done lots of these, so that won't take a very long time. So like all of our stuff, basically when he's finished with it and we signed off on it, it's going to be PDF to, to everybody. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the way the process works is I get the, I have the PDF finalized and then upload the layout files, text and cover layout files to uh, drive through RPG. And then it takes a couple of weeks to get samples back from them. And then eventually it goes live once I've had a chance to approve it. So, <laughs> so that's where you know that usually adds. It usually it, it it really it means that once I have the final layout from Semyon, it's it's probably another two weeks to a month before the thing is available to the public. Okay. okay. Um, because there might be issues. <laughs> there might be issues. Um, we got Jack Frost on there. That's an old one. That's uh, what have you done differently to Jack Frost before it's coming out? Uh, yeah, that was one. That was mine from uh, nineteen, the end of nineteen ninety nine. So uh, if I'd had my shit together, then I would have re- I would have put the had this done about six months ago and been able to publish it for the end of two thousand nineteen for the twentieth anniversary. But <laughs> it's not that big of a deal of a scenario, so it wasn't worth all the t- trouble and heartache it would have taken to sh- shuffle things around. But I, I re- rearranged it from the ground up. I rewrote tons of it from the ground up, um, and found a lot of ways to improve it as a scenario and make it a little more sensible and and uh, hopefully a little creepier in some some parts. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that's it's still got a little bit of work uh, work to be put into it before it goes over to layout. And um, I think Dennis, I don't remember. Did you fin- did you do all the all the yeah, art for that? All done. Okay, so yeah, so we'll get we'll get the I'll have a couple of maps done for that, but that won't take very long either. So that so that one too is imminent. All right, cool. very good. Uh, Iconoclast. <clears throat> That, one, um, that one's probably a little further off, isn't that, uh, Mr. Glancy's baby? Yeah, yeah. So Scott, so our plan right now is for Scott to send us the manuscript as far as it's gotten this week, so we can kind of review it and um, see what see what needs to happen with it. Iconoclast is a challenge because. That's that 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 scenario is is closer to real world controversies and events, current events than most things that we do for Delta Green. So uh, even though it's it's a period piece set in 2016, you know, like the the context of talking about your agents interacting with their own goods force suddenly takes on a weird new relevance as of and a it week ago. Changes 
all the time. Yeah. Gets up. We did it before. We did it before it was cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Arkent, is that what? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, talk about that, Jonas. Yeah, I don't know yeah. anything about that I'm one. Gonna, Arkent will be an assembly of uh, books, rituals, uh, items found in Delta Green scenarios. Um, and uh, about three quarters of the book will be new items, new rituals, new books. And the rest will be garnered from uh, the scenarios that currently stand. So we'll put things like the um, the amulet of the Iapa from a victim of the art will be in there with a piece of art with an expanded description and exactly what powers it possesses. So think of it as a catalog of items, um, uh, unnatural books and rituals to unleash on your Delta Green players. So basically I, you just open it and you close your eyes and you go, yeah, that one. Yeah. Anything in there will screw you. Basically. Um, but no, I, I have about um, three quarters of the book um, are text-wise done. Cool. Uh, and I'm just chunking away. Every couple of days I add something new. But uh, it's quite fun. Very cool. All right. So I know with uh, our, you, Shane, do you have something more for Arkant? I was just going to explain the, the, the title for those of you who don't recognize it as a Delta Green neolo uh, neologism for archaeological intelligence like SIGINT for signals intelligence yeah. okay perfect um so next up on our list is black sites which we we've already gone uh, opened up for pre-order do we mm -hmm. know uh, how close we are to hitting that magic uh, magic number to send it off uh it's well under the halfway mark uh, i All haven't right. updated the number in a day or two but um but it's uh but it's kind of creeping along so black sites will collect uh, uh, I don't know, six or eight of uh, the newer, the newest Delta Green adventures, and put them under one, under one cover, like we did with the Night at the Opera. The yeah. hardback and everything with the yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it'll be a big hardback that we can get into stores and um, and on people's shelves. All right. So the next one is the way it went down, Volume Two. Is that uh, that's yours, Dennis? Right. That... Yeah, I finished, I finished the cover for it. Um, I have 28 out of 31 stories, so I'm, I'm almost there. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do a pre-order or whatever, but um, it uh, both that and Black Sites are, are um, works that if we get enough pre-orders or we it, – it's very quick to move it to press. There's not a lot of extra work in something like Black Sites. It's kind of – the art's already done. We just need to kind of get the layout flowing. Same thing with the way it went down volume two. Um, so yeah, soon, um, next month or so, I should have all the stories. Very cool. All right. Um, so now I've got a cryptic note on this one that says that our new Delta Green Kickstarter people are going to be very excited about Labyrinth and Russell Nomicon out and the remaining stretch goals. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, uh, I, I wrote that in a weird way. He definitely uh, wrote it, that in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. Had it's, it's a uh, it's a a uh, new Delta Green Kickstarter about which people are going to be very excited. Ah, and I the bullet point of that. This is are, this is an edit an editing thing. It says yeah. new Delta Green Kickstarter people are going to be excited about. So it could go either way. Are we making short? That's, that's awesome. right. 
Well, we so uh, I think I, based based on that, what I can tell is that once we get the Labyrinth Kickstarter and the WrestleNomicon out to our backers, we are looking yes. at potentially a new Delta Green Kickstarter. Yes. Yeah, I mean, at works. this point, the, the the core go the core goals for the labyrinth will be the core goal for the labyrinth will be out the labyrinth proper, and Russell Nomicon, everything for that will be out within the next uh, few months, and uh, then after that, I don't know, Dennis, do you want to talk about the new Delta Green Kickstarter people that's been yeah. causing so much angst? <laughs> angst. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I've been working on art for a new Delta Green project, uh, kind of the next big thing in the, our iteration of Delta Green. Now that um, other books we haven't talked about, like Impossible Landscapes, have gone off to edit, um, and my work becomes much more about art direction and creative direction, which takes some time, um, but uh, not nearly as much time as grinding through a book or... So I've started illustrating kind of the next thing we're planning on doing, and it's big project, um, but uh, it's also very exciting. You can check out um, my Patreon, which is uh, just Patreon.com/backslash/Detwiller, D-T-W-I-L-L-E-R. Um, I put up a bunch of uh, art there today that's just kind of showing you what it might be. Uh, and so far, the guesses have been wrong, but uh, fun. Uh, so uh, we'll 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 go live further down the road when we have more of these books out. Um, but uh, it's exciting. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very big, complex project with a lot of moving parts. But awesome. me and Shane are looking forward to it. I think, Shane, is that true? Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. There's lots of things being talked about behind the scenes that aren't being shared yeah. today. So um, I guess just <clears> stay tuned for, <throat> for additional, additional little juicy bits of, of things coming out. Um, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Impossible Landscapes, which I've already been assigned by Dennis to uh, smack Shane upside the head a few times to make sure that he actually like gets to that manuscript, right? The the draft that you've you've uh, yes. turned in. Yes. So so Impossible Landscapes was originally supposed to be a 128 page um, first campaign, the first campaign book for Delta Green, and now it's more like a 300 some odd page first campaign book for Delta Green. So it, it's grown monstrously, which is good. I've finished um, probably about half the art. Uh, it'll go quickly otherwise. I'm waiting until Shane sinks his horrible editorial teeth into it um, to yell at me and change things. Um, yeah, if I if I don't, yeah, smack him. If I don't, um, uh, if I don't wait, I'll end up illustrating a bunch of stuff's gonna be cut, no doubt. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something like 180,000 words, uh, which is way off target. It was supposed to be something like 80,000 words. Oh, um, what, what I love is that you know your your backers will will back your Kickstarter, expecting the books to be small, and then they're not being asked for extra money. It's like you get no, the no. massive the massive tome for the same amount that you uh, yeah. kicked in to yeah. begin with. Yeah, and um, Impossible Landscapes, for those who uh, know about um, John Tynes' original The Road to Holly and um, the Haster Mythos in, in Delta Green Countdown, this book is literally when Tynes says, and then you can make a campaign out of this. That's what this book is. It is a campaign for the King Yellow, front to back. Um, you, you, you literally just need the Handler's Guide 
and you could run this and it could it could take up you know uh, a, a full campaign months and months of gameplay so quite fun and we're looking at that for like the second half of the year at this point. something like that if, if you keep hitting chain okay but use a use a like a phone book and only on the torso yes yes uh, otherwise you could be prosecuted and we don't want that um so I heard it. I already got it up on both of y'all because we don't get phone books anymore. <laughs> Our daughter did get a phone book, and she was completely perplexed by it. She had no idea She's what it like, was. She's like, "What in the world? Why have they left this on my apartment step?" Um, this is what's like somebody on. tried to put Google in a book. What is what yeah, in the world is this? Cannot reach the cabinet above the. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, possible landscapes. I'm wildly excited about. I think um, it's filled with um, whenever I write something and it upsets me and I have to stop writing it, that's always a really good feeling. And I've had that feeling seven or eight dozen times with Impossible Landscapes where I go, I don't like that. And that's a really good, creepy feeling. So whenever I have those, I know I'm on the right track. Uh, okay. So one that hasn't really come up in a lot of our conversations, Deep State. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Chris Gunning is um, is is making uh, uh, champions progress on his end of that. That's that's a that's basically a collaboration between Chris and me. So Chris is working is doing sort of the heavy lifting on the March Technologies side of that book, and I'm going to be doing most more of the heavy lifting on the Delta Green and associated organizations side of the book and so deep steep state kind of brings together it, it starts it picks up where the handler's guide talking about the program uh left off in terms of how the delta green in both iterations relates to march technologies which is this big umbrella company that contains a multitude of other little companies in which the uh the majestic project from the up until the 90s um, escaped out into the wild. And so it's it's all these little sources of uh, corruption and um, and uh, technological terror and uh, and cover-ups and desperation that Delta Green agents can get into once they start digging into uh, what's really going on behind the scenes of the organization that they that they volunteer themselves to suffer and die for. Uh, what about uh, operational history? I don't think I've even uh, heard about this one. Uh, yeah, Dennis, what do you want to talk about that one? Uh, operational history. Gil Treviso is going to be kind of taking a look at that. And um, that's basically just an expanded timeline of um, P Division, Delta Green, kind of the history of the U.S. government uh, and others with the mythos, but basically starting with the birth of P Division, the raid on Innsmouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of our early goals on that was to, uh, or I don't know if it was an early goal or what shape the goal took, but was to uh, kind of take the, the history parts of the Handler's Guide and break some of them down into playable details. So where you have references on a page to a couple of years passing and some weird events in those years, then operational history can kind of go into the Delta Green operations that you can build out of that. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, I know a lot of people have uh, have asked me about Pisces. 
what can mm -hmm. we what's what's our status and what's uh what can they look forward we to have that? yeah we have uh we have a, a first draft of that from the pisces team um there are a couple of chapters that they want to uh that, that they want to uh to keep kind of hammering on uh before they call them ready for prime time but uh dennis and i are going to start digging into what we have right now and uh and see where to take it so we can so we can move forward on that i think it's far enough along that um once we kind of get our wrap our heads around it and then essentially what we're doing what we'll, what we'll be doing is having uh having the the pisces team um uh giles hill and nick brownlow and and uh and their friends um adam crossingham and uh graham um they'll uh they'll kind of transition from the developers to consultants so we'll sort of flip roles where the delta green team is kind of consultants for them as they're developing their material and then they'll pass it along and we'll flip it around and we'll become the active developers in finalizing the whole thing very cool i know a so lot we of have people. the first draft of that and then we'll we'll start of the next uh well you know dennis and i'll take point on digging away at that and then it'll be their turn to suffer it's, <laughs> it's rounds and rounds of editing um, yeah. All right, so we've got the Labyrinth coming out the first half of the year. Second half of the year, we've got all the goodies that also come along with it, right? The handout kits. So yeah. what's, a, what's a handout kit? Go ahead. Do you want me to describe it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's everything you need to run a, either a particular scenario or a particular group encounter. So um, things like flyers, maps photos, anything referenced in the text for, say, the lonely um, would be contained in a handout kit. Um, so uh, it just makes a handler's job that much easier when they sit at the table and run something with that. Uh, if you have to kind of toss a news article, um, you don't wing it. We provide it, and John wrote it up. And he's provided a bunch of uh, examples for each of the groups um, and I think he's got two more to go or three more to go, but he's he's been chunking through those pretty pretty steadily. Very cool. So, very yeah. good. All right. Uh, God's teeth, very popular. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's on uh, that's in Caleb's hands, and we, um, you know, uh, Caleb Stokes is writing that for us based on a uh, a wildly popular uh, pot. Uh, series of actual play recordings that he did with the role-playing public radio people a few years ago so uh so yeah he's he's we we basically have you know we'll occasionally email him and and uh kind of start applying the thumb screws to force him to think, produce, yeah, more, produce more words the proper term is terrorize i think we yeah. terrorize him sure. and occasionally he'll spit things out in an attempt much like, you know, a, um, a lizard will discard its tail. He'll go, here's 2,000 words, and then run away. Um, we'll, it's we'll it's get part him. of the contract, though, right? Yes. You yes. sign the contract, and it says right in there, expect terror if you, yes. if you start taking too We will him down, wriggling, and uh, eat him whole. Uh, no, he, uh, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb uh, has, has uh, we've negotiated an end date for his manuscript, and uh, it's in the, the next, what, two months or so so um 
I'm really excited for it. Uh, but at the same time, every Delta Green project is uh, is a uh, you know that that uh, old uh, Orson Welles wine commercial. We we will serve no wine before its time. Um, and everybody constantly asks me, when is this going to be ready? And the answer is, when it's ready. It's, when it's perfect, yes. we'll, we'll release it. Um, so, and that involves a lot of um, grief and angst and, and yelling at each other and, and um, Shane making me feel guilty and me making Shane feel guilty. Um, but uh, in the best, but, most happy. But the subject matter of Delta Green is surprisingly dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so far, you know, I'm quite happy with everything we've put out and we just want to keep that streak going. So whenever you think, oh my God, I wish they'd release three books a month, or you you really don't. Well, what they don't, what they don't, what people don't realize is uh, the people on the screen. That's it. That that's We're us. It. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so yeah. much we can do and so many hours in the day, and um, <laughs> yeah. so you've got yeah. your two main creatives here and the person that handles all the stuff that they don't want to handle. So yeah, um, yeah we're not a we're not a big company of. 10 or 20 people. <laughs> no. no. Some freelancers and, and, and us. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So for coming out across this year, we've also got what uh, some additional scenarios that uh, we owe that are stretch goals for the labyrinth. Is mm -hmm. that right? Uh, yeah. And now that the book's out, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're chunking through the final adventures and short downloads for the original Delta Green Kickstarter. And my goal is once those are out the door, and that's like four things, and those are all going to be out the door in the next few months, um, then we start, uh, then Dennis and John and I are going to start on the uh, scenarios that we had as, kicks, as, as stretch goals with the Labyrinth Kickstarter. And those will eventually become uh, a book called Final Passages that will collect all of those in, in, uh, in one volume. And right. they have their own... They'll have their they'll they'll eventually have their own uh, handouts kit as well. Oh, that's nice. That's lots of extra added uh, benefit for the Kickstarter mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've uh, this is a Pelgrain thing that's next on the list. Is that correct? You've got uh, different yeah, approvals yes. for, for more Fall of Delta Green related stuff. Right. Pelgrain Pelgrain did uh, Fall of Delta Green for Trail of Cthulhu, uh, which which you know did which is done. Uh, gotten lots and lots and lots of good press and great response from fans and uh they're uh they're they're doing a working on a campaign for that that was uh kind of conceived and had the initial initial setup done by ken height who wrote uh, fall of delta green and then uh he handed off all of the the detail work to gareth Ryder hanrahan who's an old friend of ours um, to uh, to develop it, so that's going to be that's that's called the Borellus Connection, and uh, so I, I we have that in our hands for approvals that we've had in hand for a long time. So that's another one that I guess probably Simon will get in touch with you, ask you to smack me on the head until I do that, uh, and finish the approvals for that, and then we can send that off to <laughs> yeah. back to them for final layout and development. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much of that. No, there's no domestic. There's no domestic violence. Let me just say that. Starting to think um, he's kind of into it. You know, uh, <laughs> just making it making it be slow on purpose. Um, <laughs> Delta Green, when you when you tick enough, you know, enough boxes for 
being traumatized by helplessness, you eventually just get used to it. It doesn't bother you as much anymore. <laughs> All right. So uh, 2021, we've got, you know, Falling Towers, Those Who Come After It, and It's Handout Kit, and Final Passages, and It's Handout Kit. Yeah, Final Passages is the collection of those labyrinth-related scenarios. Those Who Come After is uh, Dennis's campaign regarding the uh, the great race of Yith. Well, um, actually, no, it's not a campaign. Not it's a campaign. Okay, go no, ahead. It's, it's, it's a Migo, um, it's a Machinations of the Migo style source book mm -hmm. about the great race of Yith and the motion. There are, there are human lackeys in the modern age um, with several scenarios in the back. Um, so it's if, if you read um, any of the old Delta Green chapbooks, The Fate or um, uh, Machinations of the Migo or Project Rainbow, uh, it's very much like that. It's a source book on kind of how to use them in your campaign. What does a, you know, a great race human agent look like? What's their tech like? You know, it's basically just a, a threat assessment on the great race for modern Delta Green play. Um, the couple scenarios. And Falling Towers, that's yours, Shane, right? Uh, yeah, Falling Towers is is me and uh, the ever-patient Dan Harms. And that's that's going to be us us writing about um, writing about uh, uh, the fate, the, the 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 occult, the 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 big sort of sprawling, deadly cult in New York City in the '90s, and uh, how it fell apart in the early 2000s, and when Delta Green agents had a chance to finally go after it. We did uh, a lot of fam a lot of research on that, right? We, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took yeah, a, there's a lot of took a trip through Red Hook and yeah, yeah. the teak the teak box um, from Club Apocalypse just made an appearance in my new Delta Green scenario from the dust. It's it's been chiseled out of the ground, the stand, and stored in a green box in Queens, uh, uh, and it's just sitting there in a green box with the teak box on top. Uh, <laughs> so that was quite nice. Uh, but but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens to uh, Alzis and. His minions. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some other projects that we're doing in 2020. Um, we've got WrestleNomicon. We did that uh, really cool Kickstarter last year, and we've been plugging away on it. So, mm -hmm. uh, Shane, tell us where we're at on that. I know people are people are a little anxious. I think we have a lot of backers of that Kickstarter that uh, maybe aren't as familiar with us um, and how they can always rely on us to make sure that our our items <laughs> yeah. come out, even if it's yeah, a little that's, slower. Yeah, that's the downside of uh, the downside of, of of reaching new fans is uh, sometimes they're not the old fans, and that's they right. have to. Come and you have to, we have to explain hard, to them that yeah. you know, even if we don't hit a deadline, it's it's coming, and it's probably going to be better than what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. So that's the plan, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's I mean it's mostly it's it's pretty much done, right? So. Simeon is doing a last couple of uh, graphic design things uh, for the printer package that we're sending over to the manufacturer, and we expect to have everything everything back for that in uh, probably May or June, uh, and we'll have a, a bonus card deck available for sale soon. We'll set I can set I'll set, look into setting that up for pre-orders on backer kit, but that will have. A uh, bunch of new cards to add to your decks for players that get into WrestleNomicon. Okay, so it'll cool. be fun. So it's so it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, swords and sorceries. Did, have we? Uh, have you? Re you released it into the wild, right? Uh, the Tomb of Fire. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Tomb of Fire is the newest adventure that's out. Uh, and then beyond that, we'll kind of see. I've got a bunch of new scenarios, uh, other scenarios already written. We play testing those on Patreon, and uh, we'll 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 sort of decide on sinking money into those uh, as we see how sales are on the existing series. And fans, people that are fans of the Swords and Sorcery series, can help that along by doing things like leaving reviews, right, and uh, giving ratings oh, yeah. to the stuff, sharing it, uh, yeah, sharing if, it around. If you've played, the, if you've played it, then uh, then absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, King in Yellow's rocking along. I can tell you that uh, last time I checked, we have less than 300, like less than 280 or so copies of uh, the King in Yellow left. So when they are gone, they are gone. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm investigating options for doing a standard edition and uh, I'm looking into distribution options uh, because we, you know, it's, 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 it's a really tricky thing because we've sort of developed our niche in the hobby industry um, over a lot of years through a lot of trial and error. And I want to minimize the error going forward. So <laughs> reaching out to uh, reaching out to fiction markets is, is kind of a new, you know, weirdly kind of a new addition for, for, a, for us as a, as publishers. But so that's that's going to be great for the people that live outside of the U S that are finding the, uh, the shipping costs for buying it straight yeah. from us. Uh, the deluxe edition, this yeah. is going to be a way for them to be able to get it much cheaper, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, so we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of slowly investigating what we can do with that. Okay. Um, and let's see, it says, uh, we're talking to Ken about maybe doing deluxe annotations of other, other classic authors. Who do you have in mind? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to say anything in detail about that, Dennis? Cause that's oh, not really very well. Yeah. Ken, Ken sent over some ideas. Um, mm -hmm. But nothing worth mentioning yet. Okay, so just lots of uh, behind-the-scenes discussions. <laughs> he's he's interested, and we're we're interested, and uh, yeah. it was obviously a big hit. Yeah, we we're we we're really happy with the way the King in Yellow came out. So I it's think such we've a beautiful book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Unspeakable Oath on Patreon, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. We're, I've, I've. I've got uh, Brett Kramer kind of on hold on on indefinite uh, hold for uh, doing the legwork on uh, editing that when we relaunch it, uh, and I've been kind of going back and forth with Chaosium to nail down licensing uh, terms and 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 everything. So it's so it's uh, it's it's in the wings, but it's it's one of the projects that because there's so many other things that people are threatening physical abuse. Uh, against me or it uh, it kind of you know it kind of stays on hold i guess until brett starts trying to send leg breakers over and then they can compete okay now we've got uh 2020 is going to be the first year in a while where we're doing like multiple multiple different conventions so you know we'll be back at gen con of course at the end of july and early august but we've added in this year uh going to origins so uh, Shane and I and our oldest oldest son, John, will be uh, at Origins with a booth. And we're going to be working with the uh, Rogue Cthulhu people to make sure that uh, lots of good games um, are available for people to be able to play. Um, and we may be adding PAX Unplugged, possibly, uh, in November. So that would Maybe. be great. Maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been collecting data from, uh, from friends who, who attended PAX Unplugged and exhibited there to sort of see what the, what the smart play is. Um, because it's a lot of 
they got a, they, it gets a lot of business. Um, but the, the, the methods by which we generally uh, get involved at conventions that we show at, having lots of gamers running our games and sending the, sending their players to our booth, doesn't don't sound like they really apply at PAX Unplugged because they don't have organized um, events in the same way. So, so I'm 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 kind of checking into that to see okay. what uh, see what's going to be a smart way to spend money. And of course, to we're going to be uh, we're going to be uh, ramping up our signups for people that want to run games for us at Gen Con. Um, yeah, that's that's launching like imminently on Sunday or Monday, I think is cool. when the early submissions begin. So we're going to have to announce that, uh, over the weekend. Okay. Cool. Um, we're going to wrap this up just by, uh, quickly talking about, uh, the two Patreons that are available. Mm-hmm. So we've got, uh, we'll start with you, Dennis, tell us a little bit about your Patreon and, um, what people need sure. to know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's solely for Delta green. Um, so everything on it's Delta Green oriented. Uh, it's a dollar to gain access to everything, and I've been doing it for years. So a buck, you you enter, you get dozens of PDFs, a bunch of new operations, a bunch of monsters, a bunch of rituals, a bunch of stories, um, and uh, every little bit counts. So um, you know, a dollar makes a big difference in the the day to day production of Delta Green material. Um, and you also gain access to um, uh, PDFs before they go out, mm-hmm. um, manuscripts before they're finalized. Uh, it's just a great place to kind of keep your um, finger on the pulse of Delta Green. Um, and the people are there, the people who are there are all really cool. Everybody just chats, and there's a lot of kind of back and forth conversations about the property and what people would like to see and such like that. So it's quite fun. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash Detwiller, D-E-T-W-I-L-L-E-R. And uh, you can just search for Delta Green and it'll pop up on Patreon. Um, but, you know, I love it. It's so much better than a, just a, a normal social network. Um, it feels like the people who want to be there really, really want to be there. Um, and uh, the feedback, even when it's, you know, uh, I wish you were doing X or I wish you were doing Y, some of those ideas are just great. Um, and that's such a rare thing. I'm on Twitter and people are like, you should do like a Harry Potter or Delta Green, you know, but on Patreon, people all seem to kind of get it and their ideas are awesome. And I even acted on several ideas there that were offered to me by people who are just excited by the Delta Green property, which is awesome. So I love that kind of stuff. Cool. And Shane, tell us about the, uh, the Arc Dream Patreon. Uh, yeah, so so the the other one would it just launched a few months ago, like three months ago, I think something like that. It's and that's at Patreon.com/slash/ShaneIvy, and uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean I, I do some stuff for Delta Green there, and then I've done a couple of godlike adventures, and um, it's it's sort of a hodgepodge because I have really wide ranging weird interests in gaming and game writing and development, so um, so it's a place where I kind of throw in uh throw in lots of different things so the um but yeah so you can you can find you can find it there i've, I've done uh you know, I'm, I'm doing play you know play testing for jack frost for instance went up there play testing for hourglass went up there uh, a couple of godlike adventures i think i mentioned i did a star wars role-playing game recently that just sort of came together um 
and uh, and lots of lots of fifth edition stuff that ties into the swords and sorceries line. Just little one or two pages of of interesting stuff that didn't really fit anywhere else. Um, that's a great place to put it, you know. And it's cheap, you know, a dollar a month will get you uh, get you everything. And of course, all of our uh, Art Dream presents videos and podcasts start off there for a week mm -hmm. of early access before going live for everyone else. Um, okay, well, great. This has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, and we're trying to keep it uh, keep it short and sweet today. Is there anything else you guys want to end with? Uh, just thank thanks to the fans. You guys are awesome, and uh, you continue to be awesome. And we just want to make Delta Green products as good as we can possibly make them. So everything you're 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 enduring is is noted. Where we try <laughs> to get the work out as quickly as we can, but just like the original Delta Green. It always takes longer than we thought, and there's always so much care that goes into every page. Um, there's nothing we put out that we go, eh, we'll just let that one fly. It just never happens. Um, or Rachel smacks us. Um, <laughs> it's going to be my but, new uh, move. It's going to be my new move yeah, now. It's a signature. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for your support. We, we just, we love making it. Um, even when it's super hard, uh, which it often is, uh, and Shane wants to kill me. Um, but uh, which he luckily, he, he lives thousands of miles away and has Not little hope. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. Yeah, same. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We're going to have uh, show notes, all the links that you need that we discussed. Um, just hit us up on social media if you have any other questions. That's it. Thanks. Thanks for joining in. Cool. See ya. This episode of Art Dream Presents was recorded via Skype. Special thanks to Shane Ivey and Dennis Detwiller. Links to their Patreons and to other things discussed can be found in this episode's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode of Art Dream Presents, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This episode's music is Narla Thotep by Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, courtesy Divine Industries. Copyright 2019, visit www.thickets.net.